Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm Jessica, your host, and I am here tonight with my husband and wonderful co-host Kyle Loomis, and we are going to discuss the first two, technically three meets of the outdoor track season of 2018. So Kyle, welcome to Outdoor. Well, we missed a couple of uh, meets, or at least one meet there in between the switch from indoor to outdoor you know we just weren't ready to come outside is all it was that's true it was so cold I think I just completely forgot oh wait outdoor is starting and I feel so bad because this is my favorite season but here's my question for you is it like the most miserable time of the year for an an athlete that's switching from indoor to outdoor because I mean I feel like it's hit or miss whether you're going to have good weather that's that's probably true, and I guess we're just going to blow past the fact that you said wetter. Oh, you know, I was hoping that you would just <laughs> let that blow, but no, of course, that's what wives are for, is they'll just ridicule you on your speech impediments, apparently. Exactly. Um, But it is wetter outside than it is inside, so I'll give you that. <sighs> I guess it could be, except that, to me, indoor is still the most miserable season. Even though you're inside, it, it is just so much worse. And outdoor, you're you're starting to get a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of warm spring air, a lot of pollen, you know, all the good things. Oh, I'm just going to say this. I've seen the uniforms you wear in track and field with the short shorts and the, you know, small tank top type of things. <laughs> and I would not want to be wearing that out in 50, 40 degree temperatures. So more power to these athletes. You have to remember that they're warm. They've, yeah. they've warmed up, they're running, they're throwing, they're jumping, they're doing something. They're not cold. Don't there's, you worry. There's only so much amount of warmth that you can get from doing all that when it's that cold, especially for us in the South who aren't accustomed to that. Well, we'll see how they did. I don't think it hindered anyone. <laughs> so, like I said, the first meet that Auburn competed in was the Florida State Relays, which was in Tallahassee, Florida, and it happened on March 23rd. So this is where the bulk of our team traveled. Um, As you'll see in the last meets, most of our team did not go. So we've got a lot of things to talk about for the Florida State Relays. Um, We did have 10 medalists, and 8 out of 10 of those were from field events. So that's kind of exciting and not typical of Auburn. 
Well, it's really weird too because you know I I know indoor is a little bit different than outdoor, and there's not as many field events I feel like because I don't remember us doing the javelin indoors. That'd be pro- kind of hard to do, I would imagine. So, <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's probably going to see maybe a little bit more skewed towards the field events in this this time around. I think it's I think it's really exciting, and I'm really excited to see. That's an area of track and field that doesn't get a lot of light shed on it. You know, we always think about the running events. So I'm proud of these athletes and look forward to hearing a lot of good things from them this season. Hey, so, I'm a fan of throwing things. That's all I know. Well, that's fair. So I do have some some bad news, though. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're about to talk about. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. Auburn does not have the amount of athletes that some of these other teams have. Yeah. It's not to say that the athletes that we have are not excellent athletes because they are as we're about to display based on their performances we just don't have the sheer volume that some of these other teams do and the bigger the volume obviously the more chance the higher chance you have for scoring points for your team right that being said the women placed fifth out of seven teams with a total of 92 points and unfortunately the men placed last seven out of seven with 76 points and I wonder why that is. I wonder why Auburn has not invested as much into, or maybe they've tried and just not been able to garner as much interest in coming to run and throw and whatever else event uh, for us on the track and field team. Well, you want my opinion? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Auburn's a football school. That is where the <laughs> athletic association puts their money. That is where they put their money to recruit. And that's what Auburn is known for. They're not known for track and field. And unfortunately, an athlete that truly is looking for a track and field scholarship, they're going to go elsewhere. They're going to go to Oregon. They're going to go to Arkansas. They're going to even go to Georgia. So, you know, you reap what you sow and Auburn reaps football. And that doesn't get you hyped up to talk about Auburn track and field. I don't know what does. (laughs) Well, Kyle, let's start off with some field events. So... First up, we've got some great performances. We have Ja'Kayla Hand winning the women's triple jump with a jump of 12.9 meters, followed by Deja Hillman getting second place in the triple jump with a jump of 12.2 meters. So that was very exciting that both ladies scored points for the team and came one and two in the triple jump. Yeah, it's probably the highlight. You know, we'll just start off with the best thing. We're going to start off on a win. (laughs) And then everything else after that. There's some okay things, but this is definitely the best area. Well, that's fair. Well, Ja'Kayla Hand continued her reign of glory. She placed fourth in the women's long jump with a jump of 5.8 meters. Moving on to the women's 100-meter dash, Dominique Bullock finished second with a time of 11.76 seconds. And then in the 200-meter dash, Tyra Massey finished 14th overall with a time of 2489 Second, so quite a bit of a discrepancy there with Dominique being second and Tyra finishing 14th. I know it's an extra 100 meters, but still, uh, there seems to be a little bit of disparity there. Well, that's fair. Um, Let's move on to the 400 because we're about to see some athletes that we haven't heard from before. So we've got Janae Ambrose, who we're very familiar with. She placed fourth in the 400 meter with a time of 55.43 seconds. Then Myra Mack, who Kyle helped me, but she's new to me. I have never heard of her before. Okay, well, I mean, for a first outdoor meet that we know of, she placed ninth, which isn't too bad, with a time of 57.92. Definite room for improvement, but I think we will see that from her this season. Then we had Danielle Springer, also new to me, um, placing 14th with a time of 60.18 seconds. Now, Danielle sounds familiar to me. I feel like maybe she's popped in another event in indoor or 
She may have. Maybe even cross country. but Or maybe it was just last year. I remember you and Whitney talking about her. But yes, Myra is definitely new. And I am impressed that she can crack the top 10 with her first time appearing. Us, At least us talking about her. Yeah, absolutely. Then with the Women's 800, one of, another one of my favorite events, we had Catherine Boone place sixth overall with a time of 2 minutes, 16.9 seconds. Catherine Boom. I'm going to start calling her Catherine Boom if she keeps doing better and better with this. A sixth place finish is pretty good. Especially in the 800. Those usually have a ton of runners. So sixth place finish is pretty good. Well, continuing the theme of Jessica's favorite runs, we've got the women's 1500 meter run with Presley Weems representing us as our top finisher. Seventh overall, four minutes, 30.3 seconds. And then Francis Patrick, was 25th place in that event with 4 minutes, 44.9 seconds. Also in the 5,000-meter run, we had Mercy Kiprop, who finished 8th overall, 17 minutes, 58.8 seconds. That, you know, that's quite a jump there from 1,500 meters all the way up to 5,000 meters. That's a lot of running. Why would you want to do 5,000 meters on a track? I'm telling you I would lose count. There's no way. Just tell from the folks at home, how many times around the track is that? Oh, I don't actually know that answer. That's something um, we should let's do. Let's see. Well, the track is 400 meters. So 5,000 divided by four is math I can't do in my head. <laughs> I'm going to just so sit here and let 12 you 12 and a out. half laps around the track. Okay. I knew it was quite a bit. I mean, yeah, I don't understand why anyone would want to do that, but hey, more power to you. 12 and a half laps. Yeah, that's, that's, Wow. Moving on to something even more challenging, less challenging. I don't know. Y'all will be the judges. So something that I think is extremely challenging, the women's 400-meter hurdles. This is another one of those, like, Chinese water torture things that (laughs) we should probably make prisoners do. Then you'd never want to go to jail. So, Anna, I'm sorry I'm going to pronounce your name wrong. Giro? Sure. She placed sixth overall with a time of 63.74 seconds, followed by Kristen Laidlaw placing ninth with a time of 67.54 seconds. So fantastic times for jumping over hurdles and sprinting around the track. I'm going to be honest here. I'm always impressed with people who can hurdle and run fast at the same time. Like that is just, that's some coordination that I could never possess. And I know for a fact you could never possess. (gasps) I am appalled. I mean, Jessica, you fell down the stairs. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. I was <laughs> never good at hurdles. My coach even told me, Jessica, this is not your skill. Well, at least she was honest with you. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the women's 4 by 4 one of my favorite events. Unfortunately, Auburn did not do as well as I would like them to do. They placed sixth out of, what, eight teams. So the team was made up of Janae Ambrose, Myra Mack, Tyra Massey, and Danielle Springer. Their overall time was 3 minutes, 47.6 seconds. So looking forward to watching them improve that time throughout the season. And I'll be interested to see if Coach keeps them together or maybe plays with this uh, lineup here together for the 4 by 400 and see if we have a few people like interchange in and out and see how uh, maybe they improve. I'd like personally to see them stay together and let's see how, what kind of heights they can get to. I agree. All right, moving on to the women's high jump. We have two competitors, Catherine, Car- not Catherine, Caroline Lawrence with a second place finish, a 1.7 meter jump. And then Skylar Daniel with seventh place, a 1.64 meter jump. 
Uh, so those are pretty two decent finishes there. I, I mean, obviously second, you can't you only can get one spot better than that. So that's pretty good. And Skyler finishes seventh, wasn't too far behind on that front. Uh, moving on to one of my favorite things, the shot put. I love things that you can throw. <laughs> Tori McKinley for the women, sixth place with a throw of 15.07 meters. Jessica, you just got to love throwing things. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, that's fair. So you're going to love these next three events that we're about to talk about. All right. We've got the women's discus throw, which still throws me off because I've always called it discus, not discus throw. But that's fair. You do throw it. (laughs) So we had Ivana Muzarek place fourth overall with a throw of 50.7 meters. Followed by Tori McKinley from Auburn with a ninth place finish and a throw of 44.34 meters. And being in two different events, you know, shot put and discus throw, those are two, I'm sure, very different styles of throwing um, and two different items that you throw there. So that the fact that she can kind of, you know, switch back and forth there and still do pretty well is, is pretty good. Absolutely. I think Tori's got a lot of good things coming this, this season. So then we had the women's hammer throw, and Aaron Perkins placed third and scored points for Auburn with a throw of 58.09 meters. All right, moving on to the women's javelin throw. God, I love throws. We got four competitors here. Kylie Carter with a fourth place finish of 50.97 meters. Peyton Montgomery with a fifth place finish of 49.08 meters. Ashley Carter, ninth place, 43.92 meters. And Kendra Mitchell, with 12th place, 38.37 meters. So, uh, you know, we had a pretty good start up there at the top with a 4th and 5th place finish, and then they kind of stayed together at the end there, Ashley and Kendra, with the ninth and 12th place finish. So, gotta love throws. I think that's going to be my theme for the entirety of outdoor. Gotta love the throw events. That's fair. So, moving on to the 200-meter dash. We're getting to the running events now. For the men, Chison, and I'm sorry, sir, I am going to mess up your last name terribly so please forgive me tin kang uh with an eighth place finish of 21.44 seconds it's a pretty fair start for the season i yep. think we'll get to see some improvement from him so for the men we had two competitors in the 800 meter run we had jay spieler placed 16th with a time of one minute 56.3 seconds and Ryan Lee placing 19th just under two minutes with a time of 1 minute 59.4 seconds. So definitely not, you know, the best runs in the world in terms of placing finishes, but this is, gives them room to improve. This gives them uh, an area to kind of shoot for to get better at. Absolutely. So we had a lot of competitors for the men's 1500. So I'm just going to hit the top two runners from Auburn. So we had Wesley Curls place second in the men's 1500 with a time of three minutes, 45.2 seconds. And then Wesley Pechtel placed seventh in the men's 1500 with a time of three minutes, 48.8 seconds. Two names that we're very familiar with in the cross country season and in uh, indoor season. Absolutely. Moving on to the men's 5,000 meter. Here we go with those long distance runs again. Uh, We had four competitors, and I'll just do the top two as well. We had Tommy McDonough with a fourth place finish, 15 minutes, 5.1 seconds, and Jack Rogers with a 10th place finish of 15 minutes and 21.1 seconds. So I don't recall either of those two names, Jessica. I don't either. I do not, so I look forward to seeing them, especially Tommy with a fourth-place finish, and this is our first time hearing him. Yeah, so I think we're we're 
kind of picking up on a few names here that we need to start paying attention to. It's not all about Akeem Bloomfield. It's not all about Brenda Kygan. We got some other athletes to pay attention to. Absolutely. Even though it was kind of nice to hear Brenda Kygan's name again. Oh, uh, we'll get, yeah. We'll, uh, did we already pass her? I did. Not yet, not yet, but we're getting there. I figured. I was like, at some point we're going to talk about Brenda Kygan, but we'll get there. Uh, moving, okay. uh, moving on to the one, is it the one point, or is 110 meter hurdles? Is that a thing actually? Yes. So when you do hurdles, they actually do 110 meters rather than just the 100 meter dash. I'm not sure. There's some reasons. I just don't know them. Is it because of where they start? They start so far back? No. The, so if you look on a track, you know how it's the um, oval shape? Yeah. There is one straightaway that actually continues on out past the curve of the track. Right. So that's where they do the 110 meter hurdles. I guess that's what I was getting at is that they start back there and that's maybe, I don't know, that's why that's that way. But that's pretty interesting. I was, it threw me off a little bit with 110 meters. I was like, that's got to be a typo. But <laughs> anyway, Xavier Coakley with a seventh place finish of 14.43 seconds. And then Chris Stone, a name we're going to get familiar with, with a 13th place finish and 15 second run. Very, very nice. So now we have Sherwayne Allen with the men's 400-meter hurdles, that horrible event, bless him. <laughs> and he placed fifth overall with a time of 54.29 seconds, so a very solid performance from Sherwayne. And we get to continue to see him in the men's 4x4, the best event. Um, so You're not that biased team- at all. No, not at all. I don't care. Men, women, turtles, I'd watch it all. I love the 4x4. <laughs> So we had that team was made up of Sherwayne Allen, Xavier Coakley, Chison Tinking, and Chris Stone. They placed ninth overall with a time of 3 minutes 19.6 seconds. So lots of room for improvement. Moving on to the men's high jump, we had one competitor, Jerron Brooks, with a third place finish for the bronze, a 2.12 meter jump. And then here we go again, Chris Stone with the men's pole vault, a second place finish, Four point nine meters. Way to go, Chris Stone. Yeah, he's well, and obviously he's really good at these field events since he is our decathlete. I don't know how to say that, but one of those many numbered events. He does the decathlons. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. So moving on, we have Mark Rubelcaba, somebody we're very familiar with, doing the men's long jump. Not his best performance this year compared to indoor, but he did place eleventh with a jump of seven point one six meters. Then we had the men's shot put. Kyle, you're, you're throwing events. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we had Benedict Drahi place fourth with a throw of 15.47 meters, followed by Evan Blair placing fifth with a throw of 15.23 meters. In fitting fashion for me and for the event, we finished with a throwing event here with the men's discus throw. We got two throwing events, mind you. I almost skipped over that last one. You cannot forget a throwing event. Evan Blair and the uh, discus throw uh, finished sixth with a throw of 46.15 meters. And then Benedict Dragai, is that how you say that, Jessica? Dragai? I've been saying Drahi. Drahi. We'll call Benedict Drahi. Dragai sounds amazing. It sounds no. like dragon. No, Dry. Dra- uh, anyway, Benedict threw fourth, eighth <laughs> place, 40. 3.97 meters. And then our final event was the javelin throw where we have another name. I'm just going to butcher Cade 
Antonucci with a second place finish. Ooh, these are going to be really interesting finishes here. 66.65 meters. Then Justin Carter with a third place finish, 65.04 meters. And then John Putnam with a sixth place finish of 62.23 meters. So Auburn collecting the second and third place to finish out in those throwing events. Very, very impressive. And that was a great way to score points for Auburn. Yep. So moving on, Kyle, to March 28th. We had Auburn athletes compete at two different meets. So we had Chris Stone, the only athlete that went to the Texas Relays, and he competed in the decathlon, which we'll talk about in a second. And we had six other athletes from Auburn go to Raleigh, North Carolina for the Raleigh Relays. Now, help me understand this again. I I just don't understand why you have an event in two different places because it just seems like it'd make more sense, less travel expenses, all that, to just put everybody in the same place. Well, yes, it would make sense, but that really wouldn't be fair to Chris. Chris competes in the decathlon. That event is not offered at every track and field meet. So I'm sure that was the most competitive decathlon of the season or of that weekend and they sent him to Texas so that he could compete and he did really well. So, so I, you know, it builds up his skills, gets him maybe some PRs in the future and we'll see how he can score points for a team in the next team meet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Chris getting to go compete over there. I just don't, to me, it just would make more sense to just have it there. I don't know. It's, it's, that's why I'm not a track and field person. (laughs) Well, that's fair. He actually did very well. He finished eighth, which doesn't sound as great as it really is. It is wonderful. But here's the exciting thing. He almost got a PR. His score, excuse me, was 7,229 points, which is just shy of his PR of 7,300 points. So only a 71 point difference of him getting a PR. So very, very good um, meet run throws everything jumps he did it all (laughs) now this is the type of scoring i can get on board with when you have that many points that's right up my alley (laughs) it sounds like an arcade game at that point hey i'll take it i just like a lot of points that's fair uh i guess i'll cover the raleigh relays to finish this out here we had wesley curls who finished 28th out of 149 runners in the men's 5,000 meter with a time of 14 minutes, 21.98 seconds, which was a PR of almost 11 seconds for him. So way to go, Wesley. That's huge. An 11 second PR. That's insane. Like normally you expect to have a PR of maybe two seconds in the 5,000 meter, but 11 seconds. That's awesome. I'm telling you, all Wesley needed was to get outdoors. He was stuck indoors all during the beginning of this season, and now he's out again. I believe it. Now, the next event, I'm not going to pronounce your last name. Silas K is just what we're going to say because I'm not going to butcher your last name. Finished 75th with a time of 14 minutes, 47.55 seconds in the 5,000 meter as well. And to, um, we'll just go with those two since there is quite a bit of people competing in the 5,000 meter. But we all said Wesley Pectical. Um, doing the event for us. And then I guess we could talk about Brenda Kygan though, since we haven't gotten to mention her in a while. Let's do that. Yes. We miss her. It is nice to hear that name again. Yeah. Brenda finished 77th in the women's 5,000 meter with a time of 17 minutes, 29.03 seconds, which we're not accustomed to her finishing that low. No, but 
It's the first meet of the outdoor season. She's used to running on a cross-country course, which is not 12 and a half laps around a track. So I think we can expect to see good things from her this summer or yeah. spring. I keep saying summer. It is spring. <laughs> Joyce Camelli also finished right behind her in 78th place in the 5,000 meter with a time of 17 minutes, 29.23 seconds. So Kyle, here was my thought about this. What's that? It's very interesting that Brenda and Joyce would place 77th and 78th and only have two tenths of a second difference okay. in a 5,000 meter race. What are you getting at? Do we think that Brenda was pacing Joyce to get a PR? It, it's a possibility there. I, you know, that's kind of counterintuitive to what I would do in that situation. But of course, you know, mm. I've never done this before. So I think that, so this was obviously not a big meet. We only sent seven athletes. It wasn't, there were no team scores for Auburn because we didn't have the athletes. Right. So my question, and this isn't something that we'll ever know. I just, this is my thoughts. We know Brenda can compete at a very competitive level in the 5,000 meter. This was not a time that we expect from Brenda. We truly expect a lot faster from her. Now, granted, like I said, that's normally on a cross country course, not a track, but We've seen a lot of good things come out of Joyce as well. And I'm just wondering if they did this to pace Joyce to get a PR or to push herself to go for to, to go farther than she thought she could. So that's my take on it is that they probably were pacing each other, but only only we can assume that. Well, the evidence does line up there, and I'm not going to argue with you on that point because you know more about this subject than I do. Um, well, but yeah. We we are more accustomed to Brenda doing a little bit better than she did here. and But like you said, it's the beginning of the season. Right, right. So the last event that Auburn competed in at the Raleigh Relays was the men's 10,000 meter. 10,000 meters. Think about that. That is 25 laps around that track. I just passed out thinking about it. I mean, yeah, for real. I just fell asleep thinking about it. There's no way. <laughs> so Coleman Church was our one competitor at this, and he completed the the event with a time of 31 minutes, 33.19 seconds. So I guess they don't place in that. You know, there wasn't a place beside him. So I'm not sure. The other thing is, I don't even know what time to expect of a 10,000 meter on a track. Yeah, um, that sounds good to me, Coleman. Good job. (laughs) Shoot, sounds great to me because I didn't have to do it. That was a lot of relays, Jessica. Raleigh? Texas, and FSU relays. I mean, I'm just relayed out at this point. (laughs) Well, then that's good because looking ahead, Auburn does not go to a relay meet. Thank goodness. They're going on April 6th and 7th to the Jim Click shootout (laughs) in Tucson, Arizona. Well, it'll be nice and warm there for them, so I'm sure they will appreciate that. That's very true. So, Kyle, before we leave tonight, where can people find you on social media? If you want to find me and talk about how much I don't know about track and field and learning the process, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. And you can also find me on Twitter at Jessica R. Loomis. So last thing before we leave, Kyle, what is the one event or the one person that you are most looking forward to seeing after the Jim Click shootout? You know, I would say, I think it's interesting there that you said one event or one person, because if you said the one event, I was going to be in trouble with my pick here, because technically it's one event, because it's what he's counted at in the decathlon, but since you said the one person, Chris Stone is the guy I'm going to be watching with, you've seen more field events, 
outside or at least a more variety of them. I love those type of things, especially the throws, as we said. So Chris Stone is the guy I'm watching. Okay, that's fair. Well, I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm going to go with somebody who's brand new to us, a rookie to the team. I'm going to go Tommy McDonough. That 5,000-meter fourth-place finish from him, I'm super impressed, and I really think we can expect good things from him this season. Here's the only thing I know, Jessica. Throws beat runs. Oh, oh, we're going to fight now. I think we just better leave because there's no way because you can outrun a throw, you little goober. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is e2cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, e2cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.